previously at the Macarius Avenue. This morning I'm talking on the foundations of holiness and righteousness. Very simple stuff. When you get the foundations right, you can soar in the spirit. Hallelujah. Ephesians 4 verse 22. It's a putty off concerning the former conversations, the old man. There is an old man which is corrupt according to the deceitful lust. Praise God. So the old man is talking about is our old nature. Hallelujah. It's not an old man that is living in you. He's talking about our old nature. And he said, be renewed in the spirit of your mind. And that you put on the new man, which after God is created in righteousness and word. I didn't hear you. In righteousness and in word. So there is the old man which is in uh, created. They said that old man is corrupt. It moves after deceitful lust. And there is the new man which in God is created in righteousness and in true holiness. Hallelujah. So when you get born again, you have to understand what you have been made. You are not the one crying for righteousness. He said you have been created in righteousness. You are not the one crying to be holy. He said you have been created in what? True holiness. The word of God is the wisdom of God. And whatever God says, we take it as it is. If God says that you are righteous, you are righteous. If God says that you have been created in true holiness, you are created in true holiness. There is a real confusion about who actually we are. So people are still praying that they will have to be holy. He said you have been created. It's like being a Ghanaian and praying that God should make you a Ghanaian. You are already a Ghanaian. By being born here and by being born by Ghanaian parents, you are a Ghanaian. Glory to God. And now the new creation was created in true, uh, in righteousness and in true holiness. This will look very simple. But if you don't get this, your Christian life will be up and down. And your prayer, you'll just be praying funny or stupid prayers. Excuse my language, but that is how it is. And the, the angels will be wondering, what kind of prayer are you praying? You are the righteousness of God. And until you understand this, you cannot have dealings with God. Because the devil will play on your mind. The fact that you did something wrong does not remove your righteousness. You are still the righteousness of God. You are the righteous man that is doing wrong things. So, you have to start living that righteous life that God has already given you. God will not demand anything he has not given you. He said, just God. If God says that I want you to live righteous, he's already given you righteousness. What a, what a life. That God gave us his righteousness. That we can live that righteous life because he's already given it to us. Clap your hands for the Lord. And he said, I've been created in true holiness. Let me take it one after the other. Romans chapter 8. Romans chapter 8 verse 1. Got to understand how Paul writes that. Romans 8 verse 1. He said, there is therefore now no condemnation to which are in Christ Jesus. No condemnation. Oh, somebody said that if you say that, it means that people are going to be doing wrong. People will still do wrong if they want to do it. Hallelujah. 
There is now no, con- if God is not condemning you, if you condemn yourself, you are sinning against God. He said, there is now no condemnation to them which are in Christ. Are you in Christ Jesus? It means that there is no condemnation. Who shall lay a charge against God's elect? Who? Who died? Your fellow brother? Who died? Who died? If nobody died for you, no man can condemn you. Hallelujah. He said, who walk not after the flesh? We do not walk after our senses. But after the spirit. Hallelujah. Because immediately you begin to walk after the flesh. You start condemning yourself. That's what the devil will tell you that. Why did you do something when you came to church? Must you go to the hospital? Or you go to the market? You cannot come to church. Can the amen be louder? But after the spirit, verse verse 2. For the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free from the law of sin and death. I don't want to go into that. Verse 3. For what the law could not do, get it. What the law could not do in that it was weak through the flesh. God sending his own son in the likeness of sinful, sinful flesh. And for sin, condemned sin in the flesh. Uh-huh. Verse 4. That the righteousness of the law might be fulfilled in us. There was a righteousness of the law. If you obeyed all the things of the law according to the law that was given them, then you were deemed righteous. But now he said that in Christ Jesus, there is a fulfillment of that righteousness. Are you sure you are here? Who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. Hallelujah. So we are not fulfilling the deeds of the, of the law. As a matter of fact, you and I were never even given the law. You were directly born into grace. It is the Jew that has to be born again. He's the one that has been thinking about the law and has to be thinking about grace. You and I, you, you have not lived any law. You were, you, your, your first experience with Christ was just that you were born into grace. But the Jew, so they, they have to find a way around the law, grace. You have never tasted the law. So stop worrying yourself about the law. That's why I don't want to go into so much of that. But I want to talk about where we are. And you are the righteousness of God. And because you are the righteousness of God, you can stand before God no matter what, without any inferiority complex. Because he has made you his righteousness. If you do not do these things, I'm telling you, you will not feel like there are some things that God should give you. Or the day you pray a lot, you think that God must answer your prayer because you prayed. God answers your prayer not because you prayed. Not because you think that you fasted. He does that because he has already made you his righteousness. And I am the righteousness of God. If you can't wake up and declare this boldly, you don't know who you are. Some Christians cannot declare that they are the righteousness of God. Because they did something in 1975. Thank you, sir. You are the right. You know who you are. So you go around walking in condemnation. And when we hear a preacher who is not learned in the spirit and always condemning the people of God who he didn't die for, thinking that that will make him feel righteous. As a matter of fact, the fact that you preach holiness doesn't mean that you yourself, you are holy. It's not about the preaching. It's about what Christ has done. Christ says that we are all holy. And therefore, I am holy. Oh, somebody doesn't believe. Say, I am, I am, I am holy. 
If not, the day you get sick, you might be coming for healing. And the devil will tell you that. That sickness, you disassociate so so you don't deserve healing. And you'll be like, oh God. And you go and pray, Paul's prayer. Oh, wretched man that I am. And Paul was telling you that at that time, he was also a baby Christian. He didn't know. People think that Paul just grew up one day. Paul too had to go through like you are just going through. So don't be and say, oh, wretched man that I am. Oh God, why me? Who should it be? When you get this thing, I'm telling you, your Christian life is going to be on point. Can the amen be louder? Let's look at Genesis chapter 1. Genesis chapter 7. That's the Old Testament. Genesis 7 verse 1. He said, And the Lord said unto Noah, Come thou and all thy house into the ark. For thee have I seen righteous before me in generations. Ah, ah. God look at a man and God say, I have, me, I have seen you righteous. If God says that he has seen you righteous, then you are righteous. God said about Noah, there was no law. There was nothing to judge who is righteous and who is not righteous. They were all living by their conscience. But God looked at a man and said, you Noah, come. I have seen you righteous. If God sees you righteous, it's humility to respond to what God sees you. It's pride not to respond. So Noah responded to righteousness. And if God, if you're born again, you have to respond to righteousness. The same way with Abraham. The Bible talked about Abraham. The Bible said Abraham believed God. And it was counted to him as righteousness. He's just believing God. God counted him as righteousness. But now that you are born again, it's beyond this one. You, Christ himself, died. Became sin. So that you, out of that, will become the very righteousness of God. So if somebody is looking for God's righteousness, he can't find it in heaven. These are the righteousness of God. Can the amen be louder? That is what the world cannot understand. They say he's a Christian and he's doing this. He's that, and the Christians feel condemned because they are not bold. Because they think that because they did something wrong, the guy who is not born again can condemn them. And say that, look at the people going to church, they are all hypocrites. And he, he's offended by that. And some Christians even say, many people in the church, they are hypocrites. And the guy who is talking, let the light of God shine in his life. Hey. The fact that you did something wrong doesn't mean that you are not the righteousness of God. I am, I am, I am. Oh, say it well. If you don't say it, it means that you are still thinking. Yes, I am. Because the devil will try to play with our mind. That's why he said that it's not those who walk according to their senses, but according to the spirit. I can come for, I'm coming for healing, and probably something's happening. I got angry with my pastors. And I get there, and the devil can tell me that. You that got angry, there will not be any healing. I got to remind the devil that it's not about that. I'm the righteousness of God. My anointing is not affected. I'm anointed to heal the sick. Can the amen be louder? There's all some stories go about. They say a man of God wants to go and cast out some demon. 
And the demon was telling them that you that ate fufu and banku and you did this so, 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 and so, and you are coming to cast me. Why should he listen to the demon in the first place? Because demons have been lying ever since. Have you not seen where they are coming? Their father is called the father of lies. If we have word of knowledge, why should we listen to the demon? Because the word of knowledge can tell us who he is, what he is there to do. If we interrogate him, he will lie. And everybody, one day I was listening to some guys. <laughs> he turned into a cockroach. And he entered into a man of God's house and beat him. And I was sitting with someone and he said, ah, then who can be saved? Do you know what that will do to you? Anytime you see a cockroach, innocent cockroach, you'll be like, that is it. You, 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 you are the one that have watched Karishika 1 and 2 and 3 and 4. You, you are the righteousness of God. Oh, can I, can I hear a shout of prayer? Oh, I can't hear you. Clap your hands for the Lord. Say, say, I'm, I, I am the righteousness of God. So many Christians are just praying for things that God has already done. Hallelujah. Now, you can be righteous and still be sinning. And Bible calls it unrighteousness. So, you could be the righteousness of God and doing many wrong things. Yes, because probably you have not allowed the word of God to take ascendancy over that part of your life. So, the devil will always hit you at your weak points. So, when we talk about righteousness, we call that other side to unrighteousness. That is why I say he is faithful and just to forgive you and to cleanse you. When he's cleansing you, he doesn't cleanse you of just that sin. Cleanse you from all unrighteousness. All unrighteousness. Let me show you something. So unrighteousness got to do with sin. Hallelujah. Let's go back to Ephesians. Uh, Romans chapter 1. Go to Romans chapter 8. Go to verse 5. Are you in verse 5? He said, For they that are after the flesh do mind the things of the flesh. But they that are after the spirit do mind the things of the spirit. Let's go. For to be carnally minded is dead. But to be spiritually minded is what? Life. Life. So you could be born again and still be carnally minded. Because you have not allowed the word of God to renew your mind. You see, and if you are among Christians, they are carnal Christians. And you can listen to a carnal Christian and begin to walk in the path of unrighteousness. Like you can listen to a Christian who is talking about Titan and say that Titan is past. Which, fine, true. It's Old Testament. Beautiful. Uh, if you have iPhone 6, we have upgraded. Now we are where? Huh? These people, they don't know you. Let me go there. Where are we? 13. There's Pro Max. So. It's been upgraded. Now, the new covenant is an upgraded version. So let's say that the Old Testament, the guys who were doing 10%, that was old version. Now, the Bible said this one is after better promises. So you that you now have the better promises... That you don't even want to do the 10%. It means that if you have a better promise and an upgraded session, if you talk against the tithe, you must do more than the tithe. Oh, you didn't get it. Oh, but a guy will do it and now do less or not do it at all. Retrogressing. 
we but we are moving forward so anybody who talks about a tithe ask him how much do you give if you are not giving more than that at least give 11 percent or 10.5 so we know that you have added something but you didn't add anything it means that you are stingy giving offends you so you want to find scripture to dodge your stinginess god have mercy on us clap your hands for the lord To be carnally minded is death. Hey, may I not be carnally minded? But to be spiritually minded is life and peace. If you understand that all your Christian victories are connected to your righteousness in Christ, you will not joke about it. That's why the message of righteousness is a doctrine. The Bible says that there are those that are skillful in the doctrine of righteousness. If you get it, you will soar. Oh, I'm the righteousness of God. Clap your hands. If you believe that I'm teaching good, clap your hands. Me, I'm not a teacher. I'm just a prophet. This is a real teacher sitting right here. <laughs> Can I get a very big amen? Yes. I'm the, look, in your Christian experience, some things will make you feel. It's a feeling. Will make you feel like you are going nowhere. It's just a feeling. But you got to upgrade yourself with the word. The word of God is ever updated. Never going down. Ever updated. The, the, the word of God is more current than tomorrow's news. You can use it every time. I cannot be carnally minded. Let's go, verse 7. Because the carnal mind is enmity against God. For it is subject to the law of God. It's not subject to the law of God. Neither indeed can be. The guy is born again and still thinking like the world. Meanwhile, he has to allow scripture to change his mind. Hallelujah. And anybody who doesn't think like God is actually saying that he's wiser than God. And I can never be wiser than God. He is the only wise God. But when you live by the dictates of scripture, then you are walking at the wisdom of God. Clap your hands for God. Let's go to holiness. Give me the first scripture, Ephesians chapter 4. Verse 22. Verse 24. And that you put in the new man, which after God is created in righteousness. So you, you understand that now. The righteousness is the righteousness given by God. It's not about what you do. But because it's given by God, he expects you to live it. Glory to Jesus. But now, and he talks about true holiness. And this way I want to set in, actually. My main message is here, actually. Because people have misinterpreted this holiness thing. The simplicity of holiness means anything that is separated unto God. Anything that is separated unto God becomes holy. So Moses got to a land. And God stepped on the land and he said, Moses, this land is now holy because I stepped there. So anything that is set apart unto God becomes holy. Now, that is why when you bring your money to church, your money cannot do kingdom work. Because the Bible calls it unrighteous mammon. So when you bring it to God, we pray over it, 
sanctify it and immediately it is sanctified it becomes holy and it can be used for the things of God so anything that must come into the house of God must be prayed on and must be sanctified unto God now even in the doing of the anointing oil that was said in Exodus chapter 30 he explained that the guys doing these things they must go according to what he has given them the ointment, everything must be exact. Then he said, after this, this becomes the holy ointment. It is different from every other ointment. Because that one is separated for holy things. Are you sure you are here? Now, when he says somebody is a holy man of God, it's not a man of God that has not sinned. A holy man of God is the one separated unto God. He has nothing to do with business. He has nothing to do with all that thing. He is a holy man. He is separated unto the things that he has been called to do. He lives by the dictates of what he has been called to. So that is a holy man. He is sanctified unto God for that particular purpose. If he goes to do any other thing, he is adulterating his holiness. That is why different kinds of gold, 24 karat gold, 18 karat gold, 14 karat, they are all gold. But some are purer than others. So when a holy man of God begins to put himself into things that take him apart or takes him away from what he has been set apart, he might not be sinning. Because when we talk about sin, people look at adultery for the case. He might not be sinning. But at that moment, he's going to unholy things. Instead of him being in China to preach, he's transacting business in Tokyo. At that time, he's dealing with unholy stuff. Oh, somebody's, uh, this, you don't, you didn't get it. Clap your hands for the. So holiness actually has nothing to do with sin. It's righteousness. So when you do something wrong, you are living in unrighteousness. Hallelujah. You have transgressed. Or you are living in iniquity. But when it comes to holiness, this thing is pure, sanctified unto God. Now I can bring the, this, this basket. This basket, immediately we bring it to church and we say it is for church staff. Okay. We is so holy that you can't take it to the club to take money. Ah, immediately this thing goes to the club, it becomes unholy. Because it belongs to God. But you that you are born again, the Bible says you have been created in righteousness and in true holiness. It means that you have been separated unto God. And that is what you are. And you must forever be separated unto God. So there's a scripture that says, the Bible says, without holiness, which no man can see God. People are just misinterpreting that. And think that the guy did something wrong, he see God. He, he's saying that they that have been set apart by God himself, they are the ones that will see God. And if you have been separated by God through the work of Calvary, then you shall see God. Oh, clap your hands for okay. So if you are seated here this morning, you are holy. Some people doesn't they don't believe it because they think holiness is sanctimonious. Hi, bro. Then they do that. They say, Oh, such a holy brother. No, that has nothing to do. Or we wear long gown. The guy that wore jeans doesn't look holy. But meanwhile, you have been <laughs> separated unto God. Hey, are you separated unto God? Now, if you have a room in your house, 
and you set that room for only prayer only for the things of god that room is very holy you have said that you don't watch movie there you don't play game there nothing you when you enter is only prayer you have set that room apart that room has become holy it's separated unto god that is why they had the holy place and they had the holies of holies so the higher you go that's that realm where nobody can go except only the high priest because he's the one separated unto god for things pertaining to god now when it comes to men of god the bible says that in hebrews chapter 4 he said that he has called men and ordained them for men so there are men apart from our general separation there are men that are separated from the separated to help the separated in things pertaining to god hallelujah so i'm already separated to god by the work of calvary but per my calling there is a higher level of separation and it doesn't it doesn't mean what if i do something wrong now other than that a man of god can do some things that may not be deemed as sin but he has contacted unholiness but he may not know can i give you an example now when i started the ministry god said personally don't buy a car there is a certain period god said don't buy a car at that period i have to walk in that instruction in that level of sanctification no matter how i'm tempted i don't have to buy it at that moment maybe i may not have a car i have to wait till somebody give me a car if the person doesn't give me i'm still there if i ever and one day i was tempted because the guy that god says you give me the car the car was not coming kind of matter Hey, tell him that you are the one. <laughs> Thank God for Professor Jack. <laughs> Hallelujah. So I got to stay in the period. And now I don't want to pastor. Mm. <laughs> they don't like this thing, but it's true. I don't want to. Pastoring is too. And I'm asking God, God say, no, you are pastoring for just a period of time. So in that moment, I have to walk in that level of sanctification. Because I want to travel around the world and prophesy and heal the sick. You want to keep me here all by yourself? No. But it's a period in my life. I have to walk in that level of sanctification. That is why a holy man of God is the one that lives by the dictates of his calling. He can't do what everybody's doing. If God says stay here, he stays. God says sit down. You may not feel like it, but you sit down. Have I helped somebody? If you believe that I've helped you, clap your hands for God. Now, I'm coming to something, then I'll finish. The Holy Spirit is called the Holy Ghost because there are many ghosts. That's right. <laughs> there are many ghosts, but there is only one Holy Ghost. Meaning that ghost is separated unto the things of God. Everything that spirit does must be from God only. His source is only one from God. He cannot tap into any other thing. He's called the Holy Ghost. Now, a holy man of God, this is what I'm coming to. A holy man of God must be separated unto only things of the divine. Anytime he taps into something that is not of the divine, in the diabolic, he has mixed his holiness. It has become adulterated. Somebody say, oh, can it be mixed? Yes, of course. Because you can be separated from God, doing the things of God, and you can allow familiar spirits into your life. 
So now when you're prophesying, we have to have our, our discerning must be sharp to know whether this is God or this is not God because the familiar spirit can mimic this thing. That is why you got to pray for discernment, especially in this our time. So somebody can be doing that, but it is not God. Our source must be only one and must be strictly the Holy Ghost. If it's not the Holy Ghost, every other thing can go elsewhere. If it's healing, the power must be from God. Oh, people say the devil cannot do that. The devil can. Okay. A, there is a... Uh, uh, the, the, the Illuminati, the guys are serving, is Baphomet. Is, is, is a, a, a god of providence. He gives them some money. Or he doesn't give them. He gives them. But that is stolen money. Because the devil does not create anything. He stole it from people who are sleeping. Like some people outside. If you know what God has given you, nobody can steal it from you. Yes. Some of the riches you're supposed to spend in, but for me, is giving it to some guys. And they are spending your money on your behalf. May it never happen to you. May it never happen to you. You will walk in your own prosperity. I think that these people, they will walk in prosperity. You walk in your own prosperity. Yeah. You walk in what God has said. Yeah. That is why when you see a man of God, separate God, never pity the man of God. Never pity a man of God. I'm not talking about a preacher. I'm talking about a man of God that understands his calling and is walking by God. Never pity him. If you met Elisha or Elijah at the brook and you are crying for a life, forget it. God will cause ravens to come and feed him. As long as he's living by the dictates of the Spirit, he will be fine. You can meet a man of God. Ah, he may be sick. He shouldn't have been, but he may be sick. Forget. Don't pity him. God can still bring him out. David said, I got afflicted because I went astray. By the time you leave the dictates of what God has called you, that is when the devil can come against you. But if you stay in what God has called you, you are ever protected. Nothing can touch you. So like you, you are so protected. Amen. So I'm finishing this. That's what Peter came and said. For we are a royal priesthood. These people don't understand it. We are a royal priesthood. A holy nation. A holy nation. He's talking about a race of people. And we are that race. There is no holy people in the world. Buddhists look holy. They are not holy. We are the ones set apart of God. We are the holy race. Clap your hands and say, I'm the holy race. Say, I'm part of the holy race. I can't hear your clap. You don't believe it. Say, I'm part of the holy race. Then he says, you are a royal priesthood. Me that our priesthood is not just any kind of priesthood. Our priesthood is like royalty. And truly, priesthood is like royalty. Royals don't mingle with commoners. Anyhow, they live a certain kind of life. So the higher your sanctification... That's there. You must live a certain higher life. Is somebody here with me? So, you going about, talking anyhow, add some finesse to your life. You are royalty. I don't eat in politin bag. I am royalty. Clap your hands for God. I'm royalty. 
why don't you come on the road I'm a royal priesthood my shirt may not be nice but it can be neatly ironed because I'm royalty 